Liar, liar, pants for hire. Why are you always lying? Well, you always lying. lying. Oh my God. Stop lying. Why can't he stop lying, bro? Can survive a huge hammer being bashed on their head. Bugs Bunny. <laughs> so Don't you give me, I'm right. <laughs> what if the Rick Boo is this? I have literal powers. Screw you guys, I'm going home. <laughs> Yo, 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 what is going on? This is Unbound and welcome again. I am, as always, Mr. Tuteller. All right, well, he's gone. In defense of Cowboy Bebop, by the way. It was good, though. Okay, I'm good. I was I was really about to get started because you froze, and I was about to introduce myself and then jump right into it. I uh, froze on me again? Oh, yeah. Lord. Yeah. So everybody stand by for a potential Cowboy Bebop rant coming your way, and it's coming at some point. Yeah, I know, man. It, it, it'll, it'll come. It, it'll, it'll be a point in this time, in this episode where Isaac's going to get in his rant. I can already feel it. I tried everything I've I could, and uh, he tried so hard and got so far, but in the end, it didn't even matter. That's such a great song, by the way. So what? I've done all I can, so all I'm going to do is stand. All right, let's get into the wrestling, though. Uh. We started off uh, Saturday with some VCW. Yes, Vanguard Championship Wrestling. And I don't know what I was waiting for. I don't know why it took me so long to go to a show. But you best believe I had a great time. Oh, yeah. We'll be back for the next show in January, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Maybe Maybe even go to that roast battle they were talking about. Maybe. Yeah, maybe we want to go to that rose battle they were talking about. I haven't. That sounds like that sounds like a lot of fun. But yeah. uh, what's his name? What's his name? Four 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 forty. I think his name is. Okay. Uh. Well. Anyway, in defense of the live action. Oh. Okay. There you go. <laughs> It's gonna come. It's gonna come. Yeah. But uh, Taylor X was uh definitely one of the early highlights. Yes. Uh, yes. Taylor X. Uh. Logan. Logan. Um. Leroux, what is what is that Leroux yeah. do name? Leroux. Papa Don really had the crowd going. Papa Don. Yes. Yes. Papa Don was. <laughs> 
<laughs> he was he was great. He was probably my favorite thing on the whole show. Yes, even more than Christopher Daniels. That dude was in there. Like he would he, the way he would count three, they would be like two, three, three two, three. I hope, I hope they put that on YouTube though. Yes, so that's too. so funny. I hope so too. It was a great time. Great, great time. Uh Taylor X was good. Um Dirty Money. Oh, Dirty Money was really good too. Yeah. Going against Brandon Scott. Yep. Shout out uh, to all those guys. Shout out to Phil. Uh Phil Phil Brown. Phil Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to see more from him. Um, he's, he's good. Also Isaiah Frazier. Isaiah Frazier. Uh that six man match was really good too. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah Frazier was dope. Good to see uh Birth of a Nation, dude. I can't think of his name. Oh, um Desmond King. Anyway. Call this man Birth of a Nation, dude. That's foul. <laughs> I can't think of uh Desmond Desmond King. There it is. Yeah, I had a picture with him. He's a cool dude. Cool dude. But shout out to but for real, honestly, shout out to everybody in that show. They really put out in that show. No injuries, although we did have a bit of a scare after that scramble because we thought uh what's the name was hurt backstage. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, but shout out, no injuries, no botches. Great work, very, clean, very clean, very clean night. Very clean. Very clean. Great crowd work, you know, all of it. Oh, the, also the refs are basically all Phil Knox. Uh Phil Rick Knox. The the ref, it, it was one ref. Was it? There, no, yeah. it was like two different refs. No, it was the same, it was the same old DDP looking dude. No, it wasn't. I, I could have sworn I saw another nope. ref. Maybe I was it again, Jutsu, but I thought I saw another ref. Was there not another ref? It was the same. Nope, that was him. It was him all along. Huh. Well, he was Rick Knox because that man wasn't seeing nothing. The His eyes were decorated. For the whole night, that man's eyes were just for decoration. Seriously. I have one thing to say to that, Ralph. You are stupid. 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 And don't forget, you are stupid. Jesus. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean. No, I, I, I'm figuring things out with this now. Now, in fact, get the connection to work right. <laughs> wow, I did not see that coming. But yeah, he was, it was his refereeing was not it. It was not it. It was not it. Um, but yeah, they all put out though. Everybody yeah. put out. We also had a potential. What I thought might have been a a turn right there between the Golden Piggy Society, you know, but we didn't get it. We didn't get it. Although you could kind of see it there, something you know, yeah. So, but shout out to Black Wall Street for becoming the new VCW tag team champions, yeah. And uh, shout out to Ken Dixon for retaining his title, and uh, shout out to uh, Papa Don, who, yeah, he deserved to win that to keep, yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing him again. 
Yeah. Yeah. Christopher Daniels is great too. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. It's great to see the BME in, in person. It looks really clean. So. Yeah. 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 I think um, my favorite part, one of my favorite parts is definitely Christopher Daniels asking me if you wanted if I wanted to uh <laughs> if I wanted to buy his shirt instead of my killer cross shirt that I had on. So that was fun. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. Really good time. Everybody was cool. All that. Um I definitely plan on buying some merch next time we go. Yeah. Yep. Also, the belts were clean for real. Those are some good titles. What's your thoughts on Dream Match? All right. Um, hmm. A Dream Match for me, it has to, first of all, the match has to be good. When it happens, it's got to be good. Um, second, you got to. You don't necessarily need to tell a story, but at the basis story, tell me like who's at least just tell me who's better. You know what I mean? That's the story for me when it comes to a dream match. Like who's the better person? Like, for example, Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson, they had that match and it was good. I don't care what anybody says. That match was good. Why did it? Why was it good? Is because you had two of the best wrestlers right now, you know, going at it head to head and the whole thing was just okay who is better you know because kenny omega at the time was aew world champion and was in his bag like he couldn't have a bad match now all, not all of his matches were great but he wasn't really having a lot of bad matches all of his matches were were um what's the word i'm looking for they were they they didn't necessarily mean something but they were There's a word I'm looking for and I can't think of it. And I hate that I can't think of it. Anyway, there's that. And then Danielson was coming in to do just to show everybody, hey, I'm still the best wrestler ever. You know, Kenny was like, I'm the best wrestler right now. Danielson's like, I'm the best wrestler ever. So you put them in the same ring together and say, okay, well, somebody's got to be right. You know, that's the baseline when it comes to dream matches. Some dream matches don't need to be oversaturated, you know? And I think that's a problem we encounter. We we oversaturate dream matches, you know? But, I, which is why I really love Japan's approach to dream matches. Like, they, that, the Kenny Omega, Brian Danson match really took a, like a Japanese pro wrestling style to it. You could just have one guy come out and challenge the other guy. The other guy said yes, and now they're having a match, and it's amazing. I mean, that's how that's how it's always been done over there, which is why I really applaud it. You know, it's not – you don't have to have this three-week build or, like, you don't have to have this month-long build of stories, you know, where they're fighting each other's stable or whatever or attacking people. No, they just go out there. Maybe they build – through tag matches, and then they get out there and they have their match. You know, whatever. That's why I love it. It's honestly why I kind of like tournament wrestling. 
some of the G1 Climax tournament matches or dream matches. You know, what would happen if Kota Ibushi, you know, the man who, you know, who could be an ace faces the ace of New Japan Pro Wrestling. And we got that answer in 2018. And what happened? We got a 35-minute glorious banger that broke my heart because Kota Ibushi didn't win. You know, that's that's what happened, you know? We got another dream match. And, you know, what happens if Kenny Omega, the guy who's, like, finally becomes heavyweight, turns heavyweight, goes, like, on this huge run in 2016 where he's you know, wins the IC title, wins the G1 in his first try. Then he faces Kazuchika Okada, who's seemingly unstoppable for a year. Actually, well, not for a year, for like six months, because after winning the title in Dominion, then all of a sudden he goes and they have a match at Wrestle Kingdom. They meet at Wrestle Kingdom. What happens? They go 46 minutes and it's glorious. You know? Basically, dream matches are good when they're done right. That's it's. I say all that to say that dream matches are good when they're done right. You don't right. need a lot to, for dream matches. I brought this up because I was listening to the Jabba Series podcast, and they were talking about how the it seems like the focus has kind of deviated from from. Be more about to them trying to appease the crowd with their dream matches. Now, dream matches, I think, is the new cheap pop in a, in a way. It gets the pop. But a lot of times it kind of doesn't really carry over past the pop. I think of uh, AJ and Finn. Now, unfortunately. The one in, uh, in um, where was it, TLC? I think so. Yeah, it was a TLC because yeah, we had uh, measles, so it kind of was a an emergency situation that they needed to have for. Match was still good though. Oh yeah, match was still good, but I really believe if you gave that a meaningful story, and this is where I think I kind of need more from not. Anyway, Independence of Cowboy Bebop. So, I need this off off my all my uh net. <laughs> you got me on Netflix. I need this from all wrestling companies that are definitely televised. I need more story driven matches that are being developed on TV. However, for some, I agree. For some on TV now, some companies don't necessarily need that. I.e. your PWGs, your GCWs. Your indie, your indie companies can get away with it, though. They do, and they do. And they're not really. It's not a week by week. They get away with it phenomenally because when they do have those matches, for example, they had Jonathan Gresham versus Lee Moriarty at PWG recently, and it was good. Actually, it was back in September, but still good. They also recently had Jonathan Gresham versus Daniel Garcia. At PWG, how do you think that went? Oh, went great. But you got to remember the the who are you appealing to? Your PWGs and your and your uh, GCWs and Beyond Wrestling. They don't have the. 
he's probably going to say platform, but he's right. Like, for example, guess what? Another potential dream match is coming up on next week. AJ Gray, Jonathan Gresham. I saw that. It's it's gonna be so good. It's gonna be so good. And again, they can get away with it because their audience is more in tune. That's the thing that I noticed at VCW. We, I've got to get this Fran in at some point. With the three wrestling shows. Me. Okay. Go we ahead. Went the three shows in, 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 in the course of one month. We really did though. What was the most intimate atmosphere that we went to? VCW. Exactly. Now, don't get us wrong. The AEW crowd was hot, but it wasn't intimate. I mean, all three crowds were hot. I, I, we didn't. We were not at any dead show. No, 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 not absolutely not. Like that's why I think. Pat McAfee and Tony Khan both said it at their respective shows. This is like we they were admiring how hot we were the whole time. Yeah. You know? Like even so much so that Khan Tony apparently loved the crowd so much he would come out there at breaks and like <laughs> get his back into it. You know, like we were dying. I was like, dog, we ain't dying. Although that did pop me every time he did it. Right. So that that's just my thing with that. I, I think that a lot of times we kind of get lost in the just, oh, I want uh, Kevin Steen versus uh, versus Hangman Page. And I'm like, yeah, that'd be cool, but why is it, it going to happen? What's going to lead up to it? I'd rather you give me a why and then let me invest in your why than just say, hey, Here's a mess between Hangman Page and Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen. Well, here's another place that kind of gets away with it, Japan. But then again, you got to remember Japan kind of, there's stories in their wrestling. Yeah. Because of their culture. I know, but I'm saying that, but I'm saying like, but still, when you think, like I, like I was just saying, I don't know if you could hear how much you heard of what I was saying, but that's how... You get dream matches, you know. You yeah, get them from various. You have various outlets to get there, mostly tournaments. Uh, like I said, with the tournaments, they have the best of Super Juniors, uh, Tag League, you know, the G1 Climax and New Japan Cup. You get stories out of that, you know. The beauty of the G1 Final, by the way, the best of Super Juniors Final and Tag League Final are this Sunday, and I have no idea who's going to win. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Show Show might win if. It's probably going to be Sho and Hiromu. Hiromu's going to get in there, and Sho's probably going to win it, if I had to guess. Takahashi healthy again? Huh? Takahashi's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's back healthy, and he's wearing shorts. Well, they're not shorts. They're like the – the how do I describe this? They're – You know what Buddy was wearing? No, no, no. You know what – Um, actually – Paul London and – um, is it the Paul London stuff? No, kind of like what – um. Juice wears okay, yeah, it's kind of like those, although they come up to the knees and stuff. Well, yeah, yeah, it's exactly what juice wears, basically. So they're but like tight. more colorful, so they're tight, or yeah, they're tights, they're tights. Okay, so similar to like a manga type thing, yeah. Okay, well, actually, the more style is definitely the style is more juice, it's more juice. Okay, 
Because he still has the belt. You know what I mean? You can still see the belt on there. So, Juice. I think Kobe did that for a, for a hot minute. Well, yeah. Yeah, when he was with the New Day. Yeah. Well, like, when he was with the New Day. <laughs> I said that like he left the New Day. Like, what? But, yeah. Uh, let's, let me throw this bad boy out real quick. Because this was quite interesting when I read when I saw this. So... WWE has launched their NIL program, which uh, I guess they're calling it Next in Line. So I'm going to read this. Uh, WWE today announced the launch of a groundbreaking NIL named Image and Likeness Program that will provide a clear pathway from collegiate, collegiate athletics to WWE. Following a historic new policy by the NCAA, effective on July 1st, 2021, which has already happened, which ushered in the NIL era, allowing college athletes ability to monetize their name, image, and likeness. WWE has constructed a comprehensive program. He has for constructed a next. Go ahead. Go ahead, Reed. Go ahead, Reed. This is your Next in line, the, the NIL program aims, aims to enhance the talent development process through collaborative partnerships with college athletes from diverse athletic backgrounds, i.e. your gymnasts, your Greco-Roman wrestlers, football players, your whoever, uh, your rugby players, whoever. The WWE NIL program has the potential to be transformational, transformational to our business, said Paul Levesque, WWE Executive Vice President, Global Talent Strategy and Development, by creating partnerships with elite athletes at all levels across a wide variety of college sports. We will dramatically expand our pool of talent and create a system that readies NCAA competitors for WWE once their collegiate careers come to a close. And then I imagine, so you can see that it says, then at the bottom it says, in September, WWE announced its first NIL deal with heavyweight freestyle wrestler Gable Stevenson, who captured a gold medal at the Tokyo Olympics. The agreement allowed Stevenson to return to the University of Minnesota for a senior season, where he's defending his NCAA National Championship while beginning his superstar training with the WWE. Upon completion of this program, like I said, upon completion of the program, they can potentially earn a contract with the company. I think this is great. I do, too. I just don't see anything wrong with it. Uh, for me, um, it, it's a lot of potential to see if you want to be a pro wrestler and you love pro wrestling. Hey, you know, this is, you know, this is the way to get it. It's created a lot more originality. Honestly, honestly, this is going to create a lot more originality for them because you have a lot of people coming from fresh off the street, which is good. But, you know, it's good. But and it also what it also does, it's going to cause a lot of other companies to, you know, I don't want to say necessarily step their game up, but, you know, it's not like, and I say that step their game up because I say like they're not going to be around when you're always going to have, they're always going to be around, you know, so it definitely gives WWE a, a way to be original, you know. This is great, not only for that reason, but think of the names that are in WWE now that have that were student athletes. Bianca Belair, Roman, Biggie, uh, Omos, yeah, um, Baker, Gable, Gable, Chad Gable, 
Chad Gable, Gable Stevenson, his brothers, who who's also in in WWE now. So you got both Stevenson brothers. Yeah, you got a lot, a lot of people in there who. There you got the. Uh, so you got the Creed brothers and, and Diamond who are both uh, wrestlers. Yeah. So this is great because now they're seeing where they can get more of these got of these stars that they, they already have wanted for years, and now these bigger guys are much more athletic than the times of 2002. So it's a lot. It's going to be a lot easier to mold them into what WWE wants. And I know everybody's saying, oh, they wrestle the same style, which is not not necessarily true. You're going to have some people who can do things not other, umbrella other people can't. You know? Right. You're going to have some people, you know, who knows? Maybe you'll get, maybe, maybe they won't need to try and get Will Ospreay. Not that you would come to WWE anyway, but we're talking about that right now. Like, you, maybe you'll get that guy who can move like Osprey does, you know? Maybe you'll get that guy who's got power like Brian Cage and athleticism like Brian Cage, you know? Maybe if you allow the style, maybe you'll get that Kenny Omega. They already had their version of DK Metcalf. Exactly. Trick Williams. Yeah, let him let Brennan, let, yeah. Let them do let him do. Can we just appreciate the black talent that NXT has pre- It's a lot. We can. And then Draco Anthony is about to come, is about to make his debut. Well, he's already been on 205, so here's that. Uh, I'm just over here celebrating uh, uh, Lenore Suzuki being inducted into the. He's going to team up with Maki Ito at the upcoming DDT show. It should be a lot of fun. Oh. Also, speaking of Will Ospreay, so what? Yeah, I said just big money move by WWE, so. Very big. Very big. Like I said, speaking of Will Ospreay, he's got a title defense coming up in January. It's him versus the OJMO. I don't know how to say his actual name, but yeah. uh, I think he's, I know he's the current Ref Pro Cruiserweight champion. And the undisputed champion, the undisputed British heavyweight championship is on the line. And the last time the undisputed British heavyweight title was on the line, it was good. I'm just gonna say that it was good. I don't know if you saw it, right? Have you seen it? Uh-huh. It was Osprey versus Ricky Knight Jr., who is Paige's nephew. Who he and Osprey they they had a war. I was just gonna say it like that. It was great, very good. So, so yeah. What's next? Transition. Transition? All right, I got you. I got you. Give me one second. I got to pull this up. Got to pull this up. I I think I know where we're going. Enough from the cloud. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. That's exactly what I thought. That's exactly what I thought. I'm not surprised. I knew that's exactly where we were going. (laughs) I think I knew exactly where we were going. I know. I know where we're going. But yeah, uh, like I don't, I don't get it. Like how, how do you? Why are you lying? 
Like, what? I don't get it. Like, what? Look, all right, look, I'm going to be real. I'm tired of COVID, too. I am. I really am. But why are we lying about being vaccinated? Great thing is he's actually vaccinated now, for real. So, so what was the point? So, from what I heard is basically he, he turned in the did not the Fugazi and then like like why did he lie? <laughs> what? What is look? I, it is baffling to me. Why are we lying about this? Why are there people lying about this? I get it. You don't want to get the shot, but why you got? Just say you don't want to get it. You, you don't, look, it's like Biggie. It's like Biggie's theme says. We all want to go big. You know, how it says we all want to go big. Then say that. Say you don't want to get vaccinated. Then say that. Just for real. Just say that. We we're gonna look at you funny, but like we're gonna be like, all right. I mean, I'm not. It'll be whatever to us, you know. I mean, I'm gonna be like. Whatever, but you don't need a lie. Like so, my issue is this because uh I went on six so and I saw T Nathan and I knew I knew his time was when I saw T Nathan. Yeah. So he brought up that whole situation and then brought up Aaron Rodgers. I was like, it's not the same situation. It's not Aaron Rodgers lied to media. A B lied to the league. <laughs> They're not on even patterns, my guy. And even if they were even, I knew I know what the next scenario is gonna be. Well, he's black, so he's gonna get more time. I bet you right now, if it were Kyler Murray, he'd be getting the same punishment as Aaron Rodgers. It has nothing to do with it has this has nothing to do with being black. This has to do with who you are on the team. A B is a receiver. They got three good ones already. Mike Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Chris Godwin. Scotty Miller. Yeah. Miko Krasi. Miko Kowski. They got a caveman out there. No, Chisel Donald's been killing me. I got to finish uh, the Sunday games. I fell asleep last night. But, like, I just, I don't see the point. Regardless of who you're lying to, it doesn't make any sense that you need to lie about this. For real. It really doesn't. I mean, I'm talking about like anybody. Anybody listening to this or watching this or whatever, I honestly don't see the point of why you need to lie about this. For real. If you don't want to get it, don't get it. If you want to get it, get it. But lying about it just makes you look real. If anything, we're going to look at you funny for lying about it. Versus you not getting it, honestly. I'm looking at you. You be talking about this. I mean, if you were not vaccinated, you had no getting it. You said what? I said, you know how many athletes are getting not getting it and, and saying they're not going to get it, and we're not talking about them. Oh yeah, no, there's plenty. Of on this episode, on this podcast, there's plenty. Like. I know Cole Beasley said before the season We've started never- he wasn't going to get it. And he played yesterday. I'm not that in that again. Cool. Yeah. 
Like I said, just not bothering me. I know it's not bothering me either. I'm just saying I'm gonna look at you funny if you don't get it and lie. If you say if you say, I'm gonna look at you funny if you lie about it. Put it that way. Right. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna look at you funny if you're lying about it because there's no point. There's no reason to lie about it. Exactly. You're doing yourself a disservice by lying about it. Nobody else but yourself. Anyway. Um enough from the clown. Anyway. Alright, moving on. Moving on. Um, the Lions finally won. They finally won. Uh, Jared Goof is not so goofy anymore. I need to reply on it. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to shout out to Jared Goff for uh for getting it done. Jared Goof. Yeah. All right. Well. I mean, he'll be he'll be a golf he'll be Jared Goff until he eventually loses next week. So, <laughs> but he's got he's Jared Goff for now. But yeah, he, he won um, dramatic fashion too. Last second, uh, Amon, what's his name? Amon, uh, what's his name? Amon, Amon, Saint Brown. Saint Brown. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> he'll be the last, but. It's, it's funny. Oh yeah, they're losing this week, by the way. Well, I'm sure they are. The the son of a hotep caught uh caught the game winning pass. They're playing the card. Oh yeah, they they man, they gonna get waxed. But yeah, shout out to Amon Amon Ross St. Brown for catching the game winning pass. Making making all hoteps look good. All the hoteps. Shout out to the Shout out to the Shout out to the Hoteps. Hoteps. <laughs> no, but he's good though. That's good. That's no, definitely. Um, by the way, yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to Taylor Heineke for being consistent. Like that, that guy's a problem. He's a problem. Did you see the drunk game of uh, Sunday? I did not. The what game? Oh yeah, that, I didn't. I heard you guys pulled that out. Oh, that was that was. And yeah, that was a what? A very drunk game. It was a oh, very drunken game. test. I mean, somebody was drunk, but I thought they. I thought they had that game won. I don't know what happened. Ever tried to sail? So it was one of those games. Well, y'all have been like that all year, so I mean. Huh? Y'all been like that all year, so I mean. That is true. Uh, the Cowboys won. Yes, we did. We beat the Saints. Um, I Taysom Hill is always going to be like, he has what he needs to get there. Oh, boy. So this is our... Our pick, our picture so far. Hmm. Any thoughts here? Um, I think the Bucks, the the not. I think Washington would beat the Bucks if they got a second. If they played them, I really do. Because Taylor Heineke is definitely way more And I think Ron Rivera is definitely. 
gonna coach that game better. I mean, think about it. What game was it? They held the ball for the entire fourth quarter and ended up setting up a game winning drive. Yeah, they already beat the uh, Bucks already this year. You say what? They they beat the Bucks to really start their run. Exactly. Like, so if they do that again, like I can't believe it. I was watching that go down. Like, are they really methodically moving the ball down the field and like taking like they're getting first downs when they need them? They're moving the ball effectively and then set it up in the end. I'm like, that's brilliant. If they can do that again, keep the ball out of Tom Brady's hands, which I think they will if they tighten up the defense, I think they'll be very good. Yeah. The Patriots like, beat I the think. by throwing the ball three times all game. Wait, was that 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 was serious? That's it? You thought I was joking? I I no, I didn't know who it was for. I didn't know it was for that game. The Patriots. Yeah. The weather was that bad? Mm. Here, you want to see Matt Jones' stats? Uh, yeah, let's see him. Two let's for three for 19 yards. Oh. I mean, hey, it gets you, if it gets you the win, I mean. Um, how does Matt Stafford look? Because I saw that and it's – I saw the season ended. We play the Rams. Like how would how would? I mean, I know what they did to who were they playing the Jaguars or they played some team and beat them thirty seven to seven. I mean, that's yes. Well, then again, they also got Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Let's look at next week. I'm not, I don't really fear Aaron Donald like before. He's still a. No, I don't deny he's elite. I just, I just don't. Elite. I, I still don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't see him as much of a problem as before. You know, especially since he doesn't have an Adamican Sue on there. That made it worse. But I also know we don't have a running game. So, well, the Tony Pollard, we kind of do, but you know, y'all do have a running game. Y'all have, y'all have uh, Pollard. Yeah. And the Rams don't sleep in their running game. Wait, they what? I said don't sleep in the Rams running game, especially when No, that's what I'm saying. Cool. Plus they got Cooper Cup who's still doing what he's doing. So and Matt Stafford is I mean I don't know. I mean I just it, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. All right, let's, let's, let's look at uh, week 14. Lord have mercy, this week's going by quick. Thursday, Steelers Vikings. Vikings. I got the Vikings. Uh, yeah, Vikings. I, I don't think, the Vikings. Say again? This seems to be Ben's last season. Yeah. In, in Pittsburgh, at least. I don't see him going anywhere else. I think he's going to retire. Possibly, especially how he's looking this year. I almost had a bad word for a second. Uh, Cowboys football team. Uh, Cowboys. It's going to be a dog fight, though. I'm going to be watching at my church. So, by the way, uh, oh, wait, no, you'll be in church when that starts. Yep. We're having a watch party at my church for the game. Our men's ministry and congregational care ministry is putting it together. So our church is going to be divided for a Sunday. 
So was this something about a, a divided house can't stand? So yeah, our church is probably going to crumble. Well, so pray for us. I'm going to go to church. We gotta go with who? I'm gonna go with the shirts, no sin. Oh, you're going for, for Washington. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yep. There's that. Uh, Falcons. Falcons. Um, Panthers. I'm going Panthers. Panthers. Yeah. Jags. Titans. The Titans are weird. Like, what? What is going on with the Titans? Um, I want to go Jags here, but I, I can't. I don't know about Trevor Lawrence. Okay, but he's not him, but it's a team, you know. He's fine. Team around him isn't. I'm gonna get. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Jack. I'm gonna go. Uh, Titans there. Raiders, Chiefs. 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 Even though Pat, Pat Mahomes isn't playing really good this year. Yeah, I noticed. I noticed. His defense. Yeah, that's how they were able to beat us. Defense. So. He's really carrying a much. Oh, that's something that you don't hear a lot. <laughs> Ravens, Browns. Ravens. The Browns haven't shown me anything for real. I think they'll show me another one this game. Fair enough. As we, as, ooh. Yes, I'm going Browns. All right. Jets, Saints. I'm going, I'm going Jets. I'm going with the Jets, too. We got four picks in that game against the Saints. You know, I thought they were going to run the ball more with Taysom Hill, and they didn't do it. I'm going with the Saints. I'm, I'm going with the Jets. Only way I would go Saints is if Kamara plays. If Kamara's not near, then it's definitely Jets for me. Yeah, who you got? Mm-hmm. Oh, who's next? All right. Giants Chargers. Who? Giants Chargers. Chargers. Justin Herbert was in his bag on Sunday. He's going to have to be. He might be MVP. He's definitely making a strong case to be MVP. That's for sure. Lions, Broncos. Lions. Lions. The Broncos Broncos were like they, they fell apart against the Chiefs. Teddy and I feel like Teddy Bridgewater is going to Teddy Bridgewater. Who knows? I'm, I, I believe in Jared Goff. You know, for I'm going, I'm going we'll Broncos. See. I'm going Broncos. Yeah, I would stick with the Lions. Niners and Bengals. Hmm. I'm going Niners here. The Bengals did not look good on Sunday. Um, I'm going to go Niners here. 
Although I, think, I will do think Joe Burrow, I do think Joe Burrow is like slowly improving to where to what we saw in him and LSU. You know what I mean? Yeah. He'll he'll be there eventually. Maybe next year. Just because how weird they play teams. Yeah, Ooh. they do play teams very weird. Bills, Buccaneers. I'm going with the Bills for obvious reasons. I'm going Bucks. Oh, missing one game here. Oh, this is a one o'clock game. I forgot what I got to do it. Seattle, Texans. If y'all don't beat the Texans, y'all need to just stop. <laughs> For real, y'all want to beat the Texans? Y'all might as well just end the season. If the season's over. What do you mean? You saw. I mean, you know what I mean. Tyrod's throwing three hundred yards on it, so just don't be surprised. I'm just saying, y'all need y'all need help. I don't know what y'all need, but y'all are weird this year. We need Jesus, and we need to fire our, uh, our staff. Yeah, and Jesus as well. Um, Bears Packers on Sunday night. Packers is Justin Fields still playing, or is he still injured? Who? Justin Fields is he injured? Mm, I haven't heard. Was that why he hasn't been playing? Yeah. No, matter of fact, Packers, regardless. So he's not injured? I don't know. I'm trying to find out. But I, I still go. Well, his status is questionable. There you go. Yeah, he's questionable. One. Cards, Rams. Cards, Rams. Cardinals and Rams. Uh, Cardinals. I agree there. There's one day. We done ran, ran the book. That's it? That's the book. We done ran the book. That's it. Who played? Who? It's uh, Monday. It's Cardinals and Cards and Rams. Cardinals yeah. and Rams. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's get into this uh, college football season. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So season's over. Regular season's over. Now we're in the postseason, and uh, most of these bowl matchups look pretty good. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, Old Dominion's in a bowl. They play Tulsa. In the boat in the Myrtle Beach Bowl, um, UCF plays Florida in the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl, which I have no idea what that is. But the matchup UCF and Florida seems pretty good. Um, 
Unfortunately, you're not seeing any uh, any of our teams in there. Army is in there, although Army always seems to make it. They have a game Saturday as well. Huh? They play Saturday as well. Yeah, they play the Army-Navy game on Saturday. I'm watching. The Army is 8-3, by the way. And Navy's three and eight. Um, uh, look at some of these matchups. Oregon's going to play Oklahoma in the Alamo Bowl. That's a pretty good matchup. Tennessee, Purdue. Pitt's going to play Michigan State in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Uh, Wake Forest, Texas A&M in the Gator Bowl. And then on the 31st, so here's how the 31st looks. You have um, – who's in the Rose Bowl? Utah and Ohio State are playing the Rose Bowl. Then Baylor, uh, Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl. Iowa, Kentucky, Citrus Bowl. Oklahoma State, Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. And then Penn State, Arkansas in the Outback Bowl. Then in the 31st, you have Wake Forest, Texas A&M in the Gator Bowl. I already said that one. Uh, Washington State, Miami in the Sun Bowl. Central Michigan, Boise State in the Arizona Bowl. And then um, Cincinnati. These are the games we want to focus on. You have Cincinnati, Alabama in the Cotton Bowl. And then uh, Georgia, Michigan in the Orange Bowl. So... Those top four, Cincinnati, Bama, and uh, Cincinnati, Bama, Georgia, uh, Michigan. I hate this, first of all. I don't – I hate it because it's just a gateway to Georgia, Bama, like because that's what everybody wants to see. I also hate it because nobody's giving Cincinnati a chance, and I'm, I'm going to – I'm saying this on the show. I don't think Cincinnati is going to become national champions, but I do think they will hurt somebody's feelings in the playoff. I think, I don't know how many people believe this, but I believe Cincinnati can be Alabama. Do you know, want to know why I believe that? Why? Because Alabama doesn't do well against diverse offenses. You know, they don't do well with a lot of, well, they'll play contained. Don't get me wrong. They'll adapt. But why were they able to beat Georgia those last times they played them? Because Georgia has a very conventional offense. Their quarterback doesn't run a lot. They have athletic running backs, but, you know, they which you get pressure on the quarterback, once you plug the holes for the running back, and then once you cover his wide receivers, what do you have? What does he have? Nothing. Because what's his name? Who was it? Jake Fromm? He wasn't running nowhere. Not when he needed to. He would either stand back there and take a sack or not game much. Or he'd hand out to the running backs, and the running backs would get plugged up by the holes. You know? With Cincinnati, I mean, you, you watch that since you weren't watching part of that Cincinnati game. Desmond Ritter was all over the place. And then he had a running back who could, who with some gas, or as one of my favorite radio hosts like to say, the that running back can scoot. 
I know it's really funny. But yeah, and then he's got wide receivers with hands. You know what I mean? You know, he that deep that offense. Now, granted, their defense may need to tighten some things up. But then again, they beat him what 35-13. So let me see. They beat him 35 to 20. They held them to 20 points. You know? So that means something. Also, shout out to Notre Dame for hiring a black head coach. Yeah, that's right. Uh, let me see. Yeah. Uh, um, the new head coach of Notre Dame is Marcus Freeman. Ooh. Yep. Yep. I think it's – I might be wrong, but – Anyway, but if anything, I'm just – so what, do you, what are your thoughts? Your thoughts. What do you think? So like I said, I'm sticking with that. I think I think uh, Cincinnati is going to upset somebody. I really do. I believe they can get it done against Bama. I'm probably going to be wrong, but I'm going to stick to my guns. I'll stick to my guns being wrong, but I think they can beat Bama. I think they have the tools to beat Bama, at least catch them off guard. Because Bama hasn't been – Bama to everybody. You know, they weren't it to LSU. They certainly weren't it to Auburn. But then again, that's a robbery game. And people give people are giving them a pass for playing like that against Auburn because they won the game. And I'm like, y'all lucky that, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm surprised they couldn't beat Auburn. They, they beat Auburn the way they did because it wasn't pretty. You know, that I think a team like Cincinnati can take advantage of that. You know? Speaking of which, let's see, let's look at some odds. Let's see if we can look at some odds. If I can, let me see. Uh huh. Hmm. No, that's not what I want. Kind of like Saban is in that uh, position where, why am I, excuse me? You say you think what? I feel like Saban is you, in Oh, you're going to say he's in that, uh, he's in the, uh, that Belichick stage? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, I can see that. I, I can understand that. I can understand that. But Belichick didn't win every Super Bowl he went to. Oh, by the way, happy birthday, John Moxley. Uh, we look forward to seeing you soon. Happy birthday, ACHOL. Nice. ACH. Do you hear Echo? No. I want to see some odds. I want to see if they're even giving Cincinnati a shot. I don't think they are, but somebody has to. Who do? You, what's your prediction for the final game? By the way, I'm having Cincinnati, Michigan. I want. 
yeah, that's me since Michigan. Yeah. Because the last we don't want to see Georgia. You know, nobody wants to see Georgia. We don't want to see Georgia, Alabama more times than we need to. Nah. I'm tired of the SEC dominating everything. That too. I think that's why everybody was really rooting for Cincinnati. So, all right. So here's the pick. The over-under is 58 points. The over-under is 58 points. Hmm. Um, Alabama's allowed 20.2 points per game. These scores. Look at these scores for recently. The Bama's last five were Georgia 41-24, Auburn 24-22, Arkansas 42-35, New Mexico State 59-3, and LSU 20-14. Cincinnati's last four, Houston 35-20, ECU 35-13, SMU 48-14, South South Florida 45-28, and Tulsa 28-20. The uh, the over under, like I said, the over under is fifty eight points. Is fifty eight? Um, Alabama's favored, obviously, at uh, at uh, thirteen point five. That's the spread. The spread is thirteen point five, so fourteen points. So two touchdowns. That's the spread. Um, yeah. Pretty sure it's Bama by 75 percent, 79 percent. Sounds about right. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. I mean, uh, Georgia is favored. The over under for the Georgia Georgia's favored by seventy six percent. They're favored by set by eight points of an eight point spread. So, this really this is really weird. Georgia put Michigan put up forty two points on two teams back to back, and they're not number one. Say what? Georgia, Michigan put up 42 points back-to-back. They put up 42 on Ohio State, and they put up 42 on Iowa in back-to-back games, and they're not number one. That defense is stupid nasty, bro. I don't care what anybody says. I don't know how they're they're not number one. Yeah, they should be number one. I think I told you that. You did. You did. Because you want Cincinnati, Michigan, too, right? Yeah. Exactly. Like, that. for real, like. How are they not number one? The only reason they're number one is because for two reasons. Bama's number one for two reasons. One, because everybody's has them playing Georgia again in the final. There's that. And then also because Bama beat Georgia. Which by that logic, you know who should have been number one during the season? Texas AM. Do you know why? Because Texas AM beat Alabama when they were number one, when Bama was number one. So by the transitive property, Texas AM should have been number one. Even though at the time I think they were like two and three or whatever. By that logic, anyway. But, yeah. You know, what do we know? What yeah, they're right. 
But uh, yeah, uh, I'm I'm really I think my go to the team I really want to win it all is probably going to be Michigan. Yeah, just sure. so I can have just I really want to see Jim succeed. Yes, he got he got he got close to the Super Bowl, but his brother was the just a better guy, just a better person. One one when it did when it mattered the most. That and Ray Lewis. So, so yeah. Even though also, there were some shady plays going on, and, but yeah. I'm happy that he did lose the Super Bowl as a 49er. So now I can cheer for him now as a Wolverine to get his get a championship. Plus, on top of that, a cap major cap off on the season will be winning a national championship, especially after you beat Ohio State. Yeah, and plus he's already he's fulfilled all his promises. Yes, he, he, he came into the season with two promises: one, beat Ohio State, check. And two, win the Big Ten. Which he did in amazing fashion. Like I said, 42 points in both Convincing fashion, though. Iowa had no chance. Yeah. Which I kind of did think they had a little bit of a chance from what I was seeing them earlier. But then it all went downhill. But it went downhill for them when they played Purdue. All I'm going to say is this. Whether it's the Lions or the Jaguars, they have a dilemma. I think we might see two DNs go one and two in this draft. I think so too. One so you got of, Thibodeau, one of the linebackers from Oregon declared. Uh, yeah, Thibodeau. Yeah. So he he's definitely a great pass rusher. And then you got Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan, who's also a dog. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see those two going one and two. I mean, we could always use more dogs. We got Michael Parsons. We could always use more dogs in at Dallas. I think Jared Goff is a solid choice for your starting quarterback if you are the Lions. And then the Jaguars already have their quarterback of the future and Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Now, if they don't go defense here, maybe they go and try to get that old line straight because that is a big issue. Yeah, something they should have done last year, but they went. It wanted to get Etn, who hasn't played a snap. Injuries. Yeah, he's he's been out for he's out for the season. ACL. I think it was Shame. ACL. Shame. I don't want to go to Mexico no more, more, more. Who started that crap, bro? I don't even know. I no. do know Drake withdrew his Grammy nominations, so now, mm. um, so we now I think that, to it, so we'll definitely be getting on that soon. Yeah. Uh, in two weeks we'll do our top. Uh, we'll, we'll do our wrestling uh, awards. I kind of want to do more than just the top ten, so we're gonna do like a top ten, and then like I want to kind of do our own version of what uh, the Observer does, which is awards. Yeah. So clearly, our number one, our match of the year is going to be our number one match. So that, that's taken care of. Uh, brand Which of the I year. still don't know. I mean, I I have my list, but the, a lot of these matches could have the potential to be number one. Yeah, we'll get to a feud of the year. I definitely think moment of the year is tied between Hangman's entrance at Fight for the Fallen, and uh, and uh, him winning the world championship. Also, I think promo of the year has got to be Punk and JF, right? I'm gonna have to go back. It's been some. 
And this is the thing, because I know that I'm going to need more time because I know I'm going to have to go into some, uh, really go back and look. Because there's been some really great stuff going on, and I know a lot of people like to focus on the negative. I really want to take this time to really focus on what positive has happened throughout the wrestling world in 2021, which has done a lot. I know WWE has had some really bad things go on, but through all those bad things, they've had a lot of great moments. So AEW as well, New Japan, uh, Ring of Honor has done, has had some really good stuff, even though they kind of... Impact. impact. Stop sleeping on Impact, bro. Seriously. Wake up to impact. I understand that the numbers aren't aren't as aren't, aren't as pretty as people want them to be. Or some people just think it's dead. Which Can it we isn't. just stop? All right, let me let me let me do this. All right, here, I, here, you take it. I'm sick and tired of the ratings talk, bro. I'm so serious. Oh, oh I thought you were talking the about. Ratings, I thought you were about to jump in defensive impact, but carry on. The ra- no, I mean this is just in general, bro. Everybody, every single time the ratings come out, Alvarez posts them. It's always the same group of people up in there doing their little stupid stuff. Oh, AEW in the mud. Oh, WWE in the mud. Ha ha, this, that, the third. We know that wrestling isn't as popular as it was 10, 20 years ago. And for rate for, for the sake of ratings, everybody's looking, oh, well, WWE's lost over 5 million viewers over the last some, something, something like years. First of all, that's not true. Second of all, you don't know how many people are truly watching WWE on a weekly basis. Because a lot of the people that are watching WWE are not watching the way that you watched 10 years ago by via cable box. I don't use a cable box to watch Raw, Raw in NXT and AEW. I'm in my room right now on a Roku TV. Doesn't count as the ratings. Matter of fact, um, I don't know if it's official yet, but we just became a uh, a Nielsen home. A what? A Nielsen home. Oh, you're oh. So now, up until up until whenever they uh, initiate start adding us into that to that math, we weren't counted. If I was watching the cable box, it wouldn't be it wouldn't have been counted. And that's the thing people don't understand. So they're looking at these numbers with uh. With Rampage, which, yes, I understand they have not looked pretty when you look at from jumping from a 1.1 to a 4.99. It doesn't matter. Did you enjoy it? Yes or no? If you did, cool. If you didn't, cool. People are so stuck on these numbers when it should be more on how you enjoyed it. How much did you enjoy it? If you enjoyed it, talk about the good about, about it. We are so stuck on negativity especially in the internet wrestling community that we forget to look at that. And I, I meant to say something on Twitter about it. I was like, are y'all finished talking about ratings yet? Because y'all sound like... When did wrestling fans start talking more about the ratings than what happened during the show? Uh, you think about the Monday Night Wars. How many times did ratings come into conversation talking about wrestling? When we when we first met, how many times did we talk about ratings? I think we just talked about how DX messed with the McMahons. We talked about what happened during the show. Back when I actually used to this watch is two thousand seven, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Never in a 
never in any of our conversations. How was those ratings? And uh, yeah, ratings were dropping year after year this time. But again, we were, we didn't care about the ratings. I we cared don't. about what DX was doing the next week. <laughs> we cared about what John Cena was doing the next week. What, when he how was, much we hated Edge. Yeah, we did hate Edge. <laughs> oh my gosh, we hated Edge. And now we got to this point where everybody wants to be a smart mark. I don't know how that's become such a great turn to use for yourself, calling call yourself a smart mark. I mean, I, I think the S there. I think the S there for for the S, but uh, I don't think it's smart. I think for me, what well, kind of turned the corner for me definitely when I started watching. Like I saw one take, and I thought it was very true. Watching somebody said watching New Japan doesn't make you a smart wrestling fan, or doesn't make you a, like this. Doesn't make you better than anybody. Makes which different. at first, when I first saw New Japan and like really saw the intricacies of it. I was that way at first, but then I'm like, yo, what, what's the point? You know, I started finding, you know, because mind you, WWE was all I watched as far as American wrestling did. I wasn't watching Impact. I wasn't certainly wasn't watching GCW or right. stuff like that. I didn't know it existed. You know, and I didn't know how to find Ring of Honor. You know what and I'm comparison? What was that? Growing up, you remember uh, the Crab Mac and Cheese? Yeah. I grew up eating Crab Mac and Cheese all the time. And so I became an adult, and I started working at a restaurant, and then I started cooking mac and cheese. I mean, mac and cheese, mac and cheese. You get you got that taste for it, and now you can't really see yourself getting back into the taste of craft mac and cheese. It just doesn't feel. It doesn't feel. It, it doesn't hit the same. Matter of fact, another thing. You remember reference pieces of school. Remember what? Breakfast pizzas at school. Vaguely. They don't hit the same. I can say you from experience. I had one a few weeks ago. They don't hit the same. And that and that's my point. So now that and I mean, look, I understand that WWE isn't a product for everybody. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure the powers that be understand that. That's why they're looking at different avenues to continue to build their empire and keep the empire moving because they know that. And it's not that WWE is doing anything different. I think the thing is WWE is doing the same things that they feel like has gotten them to where they are. And whether you like that or not, that is up to you. I think my issue comes in where people are talking about, uh, well, Oh, they're having all these short matches. They've been having short matches forever. Go back and watch the Attitude Era. Show me how many matches. I don't, I don't think time-wise. I don't think I've ever thought about wrestling time-wise until I saw. New Japan? Yeah. Exactly. I think about, kind of got spoiled I, I never thought about, about I never thought about how. Even then, I wasn't thinking about time. But then, like, Japan, not even just Japan. Like, Noah and all Japan, they will post uh match lanes after the matches, you know? You and know, the only time I ever saw that was when I was playing Revenge. Well that and I figured I figured certain ma- I figured certain matches were going a li- were going long. Like for example with uh Gargano and Champa, the first one. I figured it was like, yo, this is 
was going on pretty long. You know what I mean? I didn't know. I Googled it. I was like, yo, they went 37 minutes? You know? I think that's the thing because you got to kind of find the right spot for it because you you saw me. We were uh, – I forget what paper it was. And it was uh, the – I want to say it was the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks. Yeah, yeah, uh, all out. That was all out this year. And I and I was like, all right, this is dragging. Yeah, this is. I was like, yeah, this is going on pretty long. <laughs> so certain certain matches do call for having long matches, and I know a lot of people complained about Orton and Edge at WrestleMania because they said it went long. I watched that match after I got off work. On a Saturday, it was 11.30 when I got home and I watched that match and I didn't fall asleep on it. So, I enjoyed it. And this is this is the thing I think we have to understand when it comes to wrestling. I've, I've, I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. Pro wrestling slash sports entertainment is a buffet. Think about uh, going to Corral, even though I hate going to Corral now because every time I go there, I have to rush back home. Um, certain people like to go get the roast beef, right? You may not like the roast beef. I may go for the roast beef. You may go for the fried chicken. I might think the fried chicken is not good. Ain't no way you think that, though. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm telling you using an example. <laughs> I'm just being real. I was like, there ain't no way you're going to sit here and tell me you don't think fried chicken is good. Oh, no, no. Um, shoot. <laughs> I used to be almost 300 pounds to me, boy. <laughs> But well, you, like, get, you get where I'm going. I do, yes. So it, it comes to that point where it's certain things that, we, and this is what this is how our friendship has gone for the last 15 plus years. We disagree on 95 percent of the stuff we talk about. Yes, but at the end of the day, I know that you're a man and I'm a man, and we're just gonna have different opinions on things, and we can still be cool with it. Yeah. And so that's why I hate this whole thing where people want to get mad and then you got this whole this whole war between the E-drones and the AEW sexuals. And I was like, oh my gosh, we all please shut up. Um it's, it's a it's a plague that's descended. The tribalism in pro in, in, in the IWC is a is a cancer dog. Which here's the thing. Now I, don't get me wrong, there are if anything, there's only one place it should be. There should be tribalism in pro wrestling. That's in the crowds. Let me explain. If you're the certain certain GCW crowd, GCW crowds, for example, GCW crowds are going to expect a certain. Like for example, with that thing when Matt Cardona won the world championship with Nick Gage. I know you weren't a huge fan of that. I well, wasn't a huge fan of the reaction. Yeah, their reaction. I love the fact he won it. I know I did too, actually. The reaction to it. The thing about it is, is like that is the tribalism you'll get at GCW. That what do they do at GCW? They love Nick Gage and they hate Ricky Shane Page. My gosh, they hate that dude. No, they no, they probably hate Atticus. Did you see what? Speaking of Atticus Kogar, did you see what he did to Jordan Oliver on Twitter? Uh, no, but I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. So. It should be on a clip. What he did was uh, Jordan Oliver and Atticus Kogar had a match recently. And you know the pyro, the fiery pyro. It wasn't fire, but it was like the sparky pyro. He put Jordan Oliver's face in it, and the pyro shot up in his face. He's he's, he's a – yeah, they don't like this. He's fine. Jordan Oliver's fine. 
He's fine. But they're going to have a no ropes barbed wire match recently. Next at the next pay per view on the seventeenth, they're going to have uh, a no ropes barbed wire match. Jordan Oliver and Atticus Kogarth. Hmm. No, I just got so mad at myself right now. Why? You know what happened two years ago today? What happened? We interviewed Chisel Adonis. <laughs> Dog, I'm so mad at myself. I was, I was initially I was mad. So heated. I was myself. initially mad, but then I was like, you know, we got to talk to him. No, because I'm looking at my memories, and the first thing I see is I've never fumbled something so badly. Oh my god! Did you? I fumbled. I fumbled that worse than uh, what's his name? What, what's the guy you fumbled that worse than Mark Sanchez? <sighs> I was gonna bring politics in, but I take that one. I was about to say I, I fumbled is worse than uh, Herschel Walker's fumbling his uh campaign right now. Oh my gosh, it's terrible! You're fumbling this. You're fumbling this worse. You're fumbling this worse than than Derek Chauvin's attorney. You're probably this worse than Logan Bo- than Lauren Boebert tanning her political career right now. No, oh, these policies. I can keep going, suck, bro. I, going. <laughs> I just want to say that I can keep going. All, of, all look, uh, this is the last thing we we'll say policy, political. Uh, Hirsch Walker, if you want a chance to win in Georgia, you might want to go ahead and talk to King Randall. Is he running for governor or senate? Uh, or Congress. Uh, I want to say it's con. I want to say it's Congress. If he's running for governor, I don't think anybody's going to be Stacey Abrams. No, Stacey Abrams is running, but she's not running against Herschel. No, but I'm saying I know, but I'm saying I know. I know that's what I'm saying. I'm saying if he was running for governor, I said nobody's being Stacey Abrams. The, the Republicans down there still haven't got the clue. No, no. I've been, I've been following no. Black conservatives, and they've been, they've been on the, the the Republicans in Georgia, and they have yet to get the clue. Of how Stacy has been able to run that state, she's been she has been running things and turning stuff blue over there. I'm like, and all you want to do is talk about her weight. Y'all stupid. And this is this is coming from a very centralist point fumbling of view. This they're fumbling this word. They're you fumbled that worse than Republicans are fumbling Georgia right now. They are fumbling bad, dog. Not as bad as you with that interview, though. See, now I'm mad at you again. No, man. And we have yet to get him back on the show. He's running for Senate, by the way. Wait, who? Herschel. Oh, I know. I know. But I'm saying we need to get him back on the show because we need redemption. Well, you need redemption because I didn't didn't lose. I didn't delete the editing. Hey, there is no fumbling this time. There's no so your hands won't be protected. You won't have butter. The only fumble is going to happen, which is actually doing perfectly fine right now, and uh, everything sounds right. I'm not having any internet connections for the last 20 right. minutes of the show. Anyway, uh, I'm going to be going in this rant if you don't mind. Go ahead. All right. So, as we all know, Anthony, <laughs> an anime fan. You're an anime fan, right? So yes. here's the thing. Cowboy Netflix released the Cowboy Bebop live action recently. And it was good. It was good. However, I've seen some people that say it's it's bad. And to those people I say, I don't think we're watching the same thing. Because first of all, it wasn't bad. There was some there were no cringe moments, you know. There were 
there were no cringe moments where I was actively like, uh, I don't know if I want to watch this anymore. There's none of that. There was some parts that could have been better. The action was fine, was great. Special effects were fine. The writing could have been better. Honestly. Writing could have been better. Also, nailed, absolutely nailed character looks for everybody, including Ed at the end. I don't care. Spoiler alert. Including Ed, Radical Ed. I don't care what anybody says. Everybody looks like they're exactly supposed to look like. And I don't care what you want to say about Faye, because a lot of people are like, well, Faye doesn't look like, isn't dressed like Faye. Well, the actress said before the show started, she didn't want to wear what Faye wears in the anime. And I'm like, all power to her. If she don't want to wear that, she wants to wear this, hey, it's fine. But you know what they did nail? They nailed the important things. They nailed the looks, they nailed the story, and they nailed the... Um, the, uh, the the opening. Seriously, those are literally the only three things I cared about. You nailed the look, you nailed the story, and you nailed the opening. Well, the basic, the, the synopsis. You know, you didn't try and change the synopsis. Oh, we're going to make Jet a, like, an FBI or something like that. No, Jet's a former cop. Faye's a, 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 a Faye is out of cryogenesis for two years after being on cryosleep for however long. She's only been awake for two years. Spike is a former man for the syndicate. Simple. Simple. Vicious could have been better. That's the one thing I said. You could have done Vicious, his attitude better. Well, less... You could have done Vicious better. I'm just going to leave it at that. But everything else, nailed it. Nailed it. That's all I know. It was good. It was definitely good. Looking forward to The Witcher next. Also, JoJo's Bizarre Adventures dropped really good. But then again, of course it was. Also, Arcane. If you haven't watched Arcane, do yourself a favor. Watch it. It's a League of Legends show. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else, though? Um, they uh, the hip hop community and fashion community celebrated uh, Virgil Abloh his life at uh recently. I saw that today. Oh, yeah. prayers up to uh Nick Cannon as well. Uh, yeah, his yeah. uh son is today. Yeah, but uh, Drake, Tyler Creator, Rihanna, ASAP Rocky. And Kanye were all in attendance for that. So, but yeah, big prayers up to uh, to Nick Cannon. I can't even imagine that, bro. Dog, that's got us up, bro. Yeah. Can't even imagine that. Well, yeah, shout out to this person retweeting uh, live on, um, on the Twitter bean. Yeah, thanks for the, thanks for the retweet. Aiden is criminal. It's criminal. Um, what else is going on? I'm still waiting on some new music. Um, Kendra Lamar is holding on. Holding I saw on. Complex did a list of the top al- the top albums of the year. Um, Call me if you get lost was number one, and uh, number two was the off season, and six was Donda. Let's do uh, we'll, we'll do music uh on the uh that last week before before twenty twenty two. I re- I recently listened to uh, the Arcane. I was like, I've been watching Arcane on Netflix. 
and they released the soundtrack for it on it is uh Pusha T is on it. Uh Imagine Dragons and JID is on it with the song Enemy. Uh, oh yeah. I listened to that. JID needs to go ahead and drop that album too. Yeah. Uh, uh Corday, I saw Corday release a song with Wayne called Sinister. Yeah. But yeah. It's been it's been a it's been a quiet uh, few weeks when it comes to uh hip hop. I've kind of been more of my R and B grind. I I really haven't started listening to my criminal music yet either. I got to throw my uh, Silent Night, my boys to men on. <laughs> hey, don't laugh at me. No, it's just um, novelist. Novelist clear so forces dropped his album a couple of weeks ago. That was really Ooh. good. I'll check that out. Let me see. So, but other than that, I mean, I that's all I. That's all I have. I'm gonna hit the jaw in a few minutes. Is it novelist? How you spell that? Novelist. Novelist with two s's. Oh, novelist. You said album. Yeah, it's called uh something about balance. I don't see no about the balance. I see Maverick Hunters. Ooh, Mega Ran? Yeah. You just want Mega Ran too. Oh, shoot. Let me check that out. Should be recent, too. Mm, I don't see it on my... Um... Oh, shoot. I ain't checked this album out yet. I got some clearance for forces to check out. Wait, they yeah. dropped something new? No, from last year. I just I just been asleep. Yeah, Book of Changes. That's what it's called. Book of Changes. Okay, it's him and Dixon Hill. It. Him and Dixon Hill. That's what it's called. Oh, I found it. Yep, there you go. Dixon Hill. Okay. I'll be checking that out. Yeah. I need some more I need some more boom babbage in my life. You do we all need that in our lives. If you don't, you're lying to yourself. Just saying. I think uh I think AJ and Omar's about to uh have their uh breakup. Why is that? After what happened one day, which Raw was really good, I have to say. It was, it was definitely one of the better matches of the uh say it again. Samoa Joe is trending. Oh Lord. What happened? Kyrie says a free agent. Yeah, oh, no, that means she can she's open she's probably gonna do something, open it up on uh on uh Netflix. Not Netflix, Japan. She'll probably go back to stardom and then you'll probably see her get some matches in AEW. She probably had the best elbow I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 still not savage, but it's up there. No, no. It's not savage, but it's it is up there. Oh, he's just trending for for reasons. Prayers up to Hardy as well, Jeff Hardy. Yeah, I saw he had to he had to leave the show. 
after go home after the show is it's weird. Also, uh apparently Jimmy Fallon is gonna be on a song with Meg the Stallion. Oh Lord. I know. He was trending earlier. Let me see if I can find it. It's time for the main event. <laughs> well, that's all I got, dog. He's going to be in a song with uh, Ariana Grande and Meg Thee Stallion called It Was a Masked Christmas. Yeah, I'll pass. Yeah. Y'all can have, y'all can have that Meg Thee Stallion. Or as Brian will say, Meg the Wish Now. The... <laughs> Free our boy, man. Free Brian. Hopefully he'll be out. He, hopefully he'll be free to uh, jump back on in uh, sometime in 2022. By the way, JTG and and uh, the man formerly known as Fandango are uh, te- tag teaming on uh, on um, NWA. You said Dirty Dango is tag teaming with who? JTG. Oh, speaking of speaking of NWA, prayers to uh, Pope. What about the Pope? Uh, had a concussion at the show. In it. Ooh. Pope, I I got to see him wrestle in person. He was dope. He was at uh, one of the VCW shows. Matter of fact, I think he went up against Ken Dixon. If I'm mm. not if I'm not mistaken, hold on, let me see. Elijah Burke. By the way, Jonathan Taylor is, 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 he's, it's, yeah. By the way, shout out to the kids, shout out to the kids in DC, shout out to whatever group of teenagers in DC ran off the white supremacists who were trying to uh, stage a protest there. There's video of them like running these, these guys into the back of trucks. Like moving trucks so they could drive out, you know. Not necessarily hitting them, but like one of them threw a punch. But they were like, you know, they basically like backed them into a corner and boxed them in so they had to leave. Like shout out to those kids. Yeah, say no to white supremacy. Say no to racism. Say white say supremacy. no to hatred. And always drink water. Don't forget that to too. drink water. Always drink water. I tell the kids every day drink water. Oh, that's when that happened. What's that? At her 10th anniversary show, uh, Mara Fuji fought Hikaru Shida when she had been wrestling for 10 years. Oh. Had a banger of a match, too. Oh, Lord. I'll throw my shoes back on because I got here. Oh, yeah. Ruby Soho is going to fight Josh Alexander in an upcoming AAW Pro show. I was hoping. We, I was really hoping. Uh, what's his face would win uh, Sunday night, so we can get some intergender wrestling. Who? Uh, Gacy. Well, who would he fight? Strong. No, say intergender wrestling. Who would? Who would? Intergender wrestling with who? Well, the, uh, the go home show. He had. Uh, he was. I guess he was getting ready to do like a. Uh, his uh, what is it? Inclusive. He was doing like something on inclusivity. And it had a woman out there get ready to wrestle all it was two dudes and a girl, and he's getting to wrestle them. 
until in, he was interrupted by uh, Diamond Mine. Which uh, Malcolm Bivens is just a uh, a gem in, in itself. Protect no. Malcolm Bivens at all costs. Ron Breaker is the future. Wherever he goes, whether it be the main roster or he eventually leaves and goes to AEW or wherever he goes, Ron Breaker is the future. You heard it. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, shout out to Corey Jade as well. Saw that. I saw that. Oh, shout out to Grayson Waller for doing that, like that, that Mamba splash off the top of the cage. So I was like, I know he didn't do a Mamba splash because I think that was made popular by TJP. Yeah, TJP would do it, which I think it looks dope every time. Yeah, because of the air, because of the air time on it. You know, like everybody who does that, it was like RVD doing the five star frog splash. You don't know why he gets the the insane amount of error he does, but he gets it. Yeah. But that's all I got, though. I got to get ready to get out of here. All right. I got to hit the I'm going to keep watching Ark. Wait, why are you going to Jollof? Told you, concert. Band concert. Oh, right, right, right. By the way, uh, you still didn't break that again. You kind of did it for the girl, for the boys' basketball team. But what was that? Western Branch or Jollof? Oh, no. This was, this was. This was back in Suffolk. This oh. is my school. Wait, what back school are you at anyway? I'll tell you. I don't need the whole world to where I'm at. That's fair. That's fair. Cause like you because that's that score was really confusing. It really well, was not making any sense. Well, well when you airball, airball, turnover, turnover, get block, airball, repeat, it kind of adds up to uh to a goose egg. It was quite interesting to watch. I can't I can't imagine being a coach, the coach watching that. That had to be frustrating. Oh, I watched I watched as they left and uh it wasn't very happy. Crying or like No, just 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 the disappointed masked up face. Oh. But I, I, I'm at the point now where I can kinda understand eye movements and working working with people who have masks on their face has taught me how to read eyes more. I must say. But that's all I got. Uh, okay. With that being said, for one, one more time for uh one more time for the road. Enough from the clown. Did it go all the way through? Yeah. Okay. With that and being happy, said, yeah. Peace, love, pop starts. And happy birthday, John Moxley. We miss you. Happy birthday, everybody. Everybody, happy birthday. Yeah. If your birthday's today, happy.